At this moment, the future of Ukraine aid, or at least additional aid, seems in limbo after Kevin McCarthy was ousted as House Speaker. Yeah, and it comes at a critical point in the nation's war as Pentagon officials warn Russia is preparing for a winter offensive. At this point, it's not clear who the next Speaker of the House will be, but it is likely they will have a significant impact on what additional support, if there even is any, looks like. A top contender for the Speaker role, Jim Jordan, and here's what he said yesterday. Are you willing to move forward with an aid package for Ukraine if you're a speaker? I'm, I'm, I'm against that. Uh, what I understand is at some point we're going to have to deal with this appropriation process in the right way. And we're going to try to do that in the next, what are we down to, 41 days. Um, the most pressing issue on Americans' minds is not Ukraine. It is the border situation and it is crime on the streets. So it's important to take a step back for a second, given the fact this debate has been ongoing and seems to be heading in a different direction. Analysts estimate Ukraine's current burn rate of equipment, munitions, and maintenance in the war is about $2.5 billion a month. Much of that funding comes from Washington, from the U.S. The senior administration officials believe that money could run out in just weeks. Now, according to the Defense Department, the Pentagon has about $5.4 billion worth of weapons that the president could remove and distribute to other nations. Of the roughly $26 billion that Congress previously authorized to replenish that U.S. stock, only $1.6 billion remains. And an aid package known as the Ukraine Security Assistance Initiative has already run dry. Last week, the Pentagon's chief financial officer sent a letter to Congress warning them, quote, without additional funding now, we would have to delay or curtail assistance to meet Ukraine's requirements. That is something that Max Bergman, the director of Europe and Russia at the Center for Strategic and International Studies in Washington says leaves Ukraine in dangerous limbo. He writes, quote, if the U.S. Congress does not pass a funding bill, Ukraine will be in deep trouble. A lot of Ukrainians will die and their ability to fight on will be severely compromised. We know the Biden administration has asked for $24 billion in a supplemental request for Ukraine, but that is obviously now on hold because the House cannot pass anything without a speaker. And to complicate things further, several possible candidates for the next Speaker of the House already skeptical about continuing support for Ukraine at the current levels. The day before he was removed from his speakership, McCarthy warned about this. Maybe a lot of questions, especially on the accountability provisions of what we want to see with the money that they have. But it's worth noting, the shift isn't just on Capitol Hill, just isn't among House Republicans. A CNN poll released in August suggests public support for additional aid has started to shift. 55% of Americans now say Congress should not authorize additional funding to support Ukraine in its fight versus the 45% who do. And big picture, 51% of Americans say that the U.S. has already done enough to help Ukraine. That number was only 38% in February of last year. Despite all of this, Ukrainian officials say they're still optimistic. We don't feel that the U.S. support has been shattered. Uh, and uh, we, because uh, the United States understands that what is at stake in Ukraine is much bigger than just Ukraine. President Biden also sounding optimistic. It does worry me, and, but I know there are a majority of members of the House and Senate in both parties who have said that they support funding Ukraine. The president announced he will soon be making his case directly to the American people in what he describes as a major speech on this. I'm going to make the argument that it's overwhelmingly in the interest of the United States of America that Ukraine succeed. 
he also suggested the administration right now, because of the up-in-the-air situation in Congress, the administration is looking to find potential workarounds for funding. There is another means by which we may be able to uh, find funding. What are those means? Neither the president nor his aides have elaborated on what those possible alternatives might be. We will keep you posted on all of this, Phil. We also want to bring in CNN Chief International Correspondent Clarissa Ward. Uh, Clarissa, I think the big question right now, look, the U.S. is the cornerstone of a Western coalition, both monetarily but also in leadership, uh, which I think has been more solid than most people suspected for a lot longer than they suspected. And yet, if the U.S. moves away from this, what happens? Things start to unravel at an alarming speed, honestly, Phil. And that's why I think even though you're seeing Ukrainian officials putting a brave face on things and saying, you know, we believe that this union will continue uh, privately, their blood is running cold. Uh, they've got the fight of their lives that they're engaged in at the moment. They have lost some momentum on the battlefield. It has been a very tough, grinding, grueling fight uh, throughout this counteroffensive, and they desperately need both the morale of having the support of America, but more importantly, they need munitions. Uh, the Europeans have stepped up their support, of course, um, but they cannot match or meet the requirements that are currently in place. And so there's very real questions as to what will actually happen on the front lines if this funding dries up. And even though I think that cooler heads are, are, are predicting that somehow this will get resolved and hopefully the things will return to a sort of status quo, anti, there is the broader concern going into the election year of how long until this happens again. Mm -hmm. And the very real knowledge that all of this is playing into President Vladimir Putin's playbook. He understood from the get-go that the best chance that Russia had uh, of being victorious in this battle was by creating a protracted, grueling war of attrition that would grind on for many years and really test the patience uh, of Western backers. Clarissa, this is something we were speaking with Fred Plankton on the ground there about as well, and that is the concern that must be uh, among Ukrainian officials that if the U.S. does not fulfill more aid to Ukraine in the next month plus, would there be a ripple effect, a domino effect with other countries and their monetary support of Ukraine? I mean, we are already seeing the beginning of, I, I won't call them cracks, but let's say at least question marks. Uh, you have voters in Slovakia right. who just voted for a former prime minister who ran on a platform of ending Russian sanctions and not allowing a single solitary shell to be sent to Ukraine. He still has to form a government. That's a big challenge. He may not be able to do it. But the point is still there, that you are seeing emerging the, these question marks as to how long do we continue to write this blank check for. We just heard from the Italian Prime Minister, Georgia Maloney. Italy has been very generous uh, to the Ukrainian effort. She said they will continue to be steadfast with Ukraine. But, she said, and this is an important caveat, we have to be mindful of public opinion. We have to be mindful of the ripple effects of this war that are being felt across Europe in the form of inflation, in the form of surging energy prices, in the form of migration. And so there is a concern, I think, for the Europeans 
things that while they are still steadfast, uh, that it could become more difficult, more challenging, and that they simply don't have the capacity or the wherewithal, Poppy, mm -hmm. to do this on their own, despite the amount that they are giving and the uptick uh, in the amount that they continue to give. The reality is when you're talking about something like munitions, for example, um, one industry expert, I think, estimated that 5 to 10 percent, maybe, of Ukraine's needs on munitions could be met by the Europeans. That wow. obviously falls drastically short of where it would need to be. So I think in very kind of clear-eyed, pragmatic terms, it is difficult to see how on earth the Europeans could do this, both on a practical level and also just in terms of morale and leadership, without the strong support of the U.S., who have been the leaders on this from the get-go. Yeah. Clarissa, a huge question mark that you bring up all the time. Can Russia just outlast Ukraine on all of this? Thank you for the reporting live from London. Appreciate it.